0: Our future now is produced by Goal 17 Media, storytellers for the common good.
1: Our big priority for the stimulus package was making sure that the government was prioritizing working people and working families as opposed to corporate CEOs. We've got some really good provisions in there that are aimed at helping working people. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Our Future Now, the official podcast of the National Children's Campaign. My name is Jonah and I'm joined today by my co-host, Natalie Meebane.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Natalie Meebane and I'm the co-founder and vice president of government relations for the National Children's Campaign. So Jonah, how's your week been?
1: I've been finishing up my senior year. We don't have prom and we don't have graduation, but we do still have all the schoolwork that we need to finish. And I'm looking ahead to next year, I'll be attending UC Berkeley and figuring out what exactly that's going to look like in this coronavirus world.
0: I see. Well, congrats, of course, on starting school this fall. So we're happy about that. Like you mentioned, you're not sure if it will be on campus or not.
1: Yeah, no, it's crazy. And I think that a lot of people out there can relate, not knowing what the next year is going to look like and what the future holds. So I'm excited. I am obviously looking forward to it. and. Looking forward to getting any and all information about what my future is going to be as soon as my school makes that available.
0: I can imagine the uncertainty is definitely stressful. And this past week, we've been working really hard on the House stimulus bill, which recently passed, and we're excited about it. There are some great things about it that we're really happy to have and a few parts that have been missing. The Rewind Act. Jonah, we mentioned this last week about what the Rewind Act does in terms of Ensuring that fossil fuel companies would not get a part of the stimulus bill.
1: Our big priority for the stimulus package was making sure that the government was prioritizing working people and working families as opposed to corporate CEOs. And so we found that we've got some really good provisions in there that are aimed at helping working people. But unfortunately, there are a lot of things that are meant to help working people and small businesses that don't have the correct oversight. And so The Trump administration, if they'd want to, will be able to dole money out that's meant for working people to fossil fuel CEOs and other corporations.
0: That is a big disappointment from the last stimulus bill that passed, the very large one, the CARES Act, where it unfortunately did not have provisions in it to keep fossil fuel companies from getting money, even though there was no language explicitly saying that they could, they have found a way. In fact, some companies we have found have not only gotten their hands on some of the stimulus money, but many of them have immediately tried to pass it on to their executives. And so the idea that these companies are just going to immediately help their workers from the history of the fossil fuel industry, that is not the case. And so that is still a concern that even with this new stimulus bill being much better, that could still happen. And so that's been a concern of ours, which is why we are a bit disappointed that the Rewind Act was not included in the final language.
1: I think that a great example of this is Diamond Offshore Drilling and the CARES Act took advantage of a loophole in the stimulus bill and got $9.7 million in tax refunds. It then asked a bankruptcy judge, to give $9.7 million in bonuses to their executives. And so they're one of at least 37 oil and gas companies that are choosing to give money to their shareholders instead of their workers, and taking money that's meant for working families and instead giving it to shareholders and CEOs.
0: That must be really infuriating, considering that your mom's a teacher, your dad's a principal, knowing that, what they're facing with the school closures and what your state and counties are facing with budget shortfalls, I think that's just really infuriating to have that considering there's so many working families that are left out. We're really happy to be joined today. We have a great guest with us, Kayla Brathwaite, who is the Director of Operations for Zero Hour. So we're really excited to have her. And Kayla has been working with us this past week on the Hill, focusing on making the new stimulus bill the best that it can be. So Kayla, we're really happy to have you. Thank you, Natalie and Jenna, for
2: having me on the podcast. It's really an honor.
0: Thank you so much for joining us again. Yeah, and you've been with us this whole week in the House, lobbying remotely, of course, since the House and Senate are currently closed. A lot of Zoom meetings, conference calls. But tell us, why did you want to join in on this effort?
2: because the meetings are now remote like obviously it's much more accessible for you to like me to join those meetings and to create a much more like intersectional movement as a climate activist it's really important for me to join forces with those who are like my elders people who are much more experienced in this field and also be able to just consume the knowledge they have and contribute the knowledge i have and i'm in here specifically just because I am also being personally impacted by the pandemic. Both of my parents are essential workers. My mom's a nursing assistant, my dad's an electrician. And so obviously my mom is much more in the line of fire than my dad is. We're a working class family and the bill is really important because it's going to emphasize a lot of the things and relief that families like mine need.
0: Definitely, we're really happy that you are able to be in these meetings with us. I want to dive in a little bit of what is in the new stimulus bill. This is a improvement compared to the last bill that came out in the Senate back in March. That pretty much started off as an F, and we were able to bring it up to a C through hard work and lots of negotiations and efforts. But now the current bill, from looking at it, from reviewing it, it would say it maybe starts off as like a B. It's a solid B, but there are still some parts that, of course, we'd love to see in it. Jonah, Kayla, looking at the bill, really diving into it, what would you say are some of the main things you like about it?
1: There's a lot of money going to state and local governments, which is super important to young people who are students. And so obviously a lot of money that's supposed to be going to schools comes from state and local government. There have been a lot of cuts or predicted cuts. And I know that a lot of school districts in my community especially are now actually running at a deficit. And so I think that having more money going to states and local governments, so that they can give money to schools is super important and will make it so much easier for students and teachers to really weather this crisis.
2: This bill is important for various reasons, but one thing that really caught my attention was that I was going to emphasize the research needed to discover the impacts of COVID-19. I think we all know how it- difficult it's been being isolated away from everyone and experience just depression and other anxieties because of the pandemic and because of being quarantined. But I couldn't even begin to imagine the mental strength it takes to be an essential worker like my mom and dad. I've seen videos of nurses like crying and praying and just like fearing for their lives, fearing for the health of their families and still researching that and actually being able to prioritize their mental health is really, really valuable. And I know a lot of folks are going to resonate with the mental health consequences of living in a pandemic. My parents and other families are part of the foundation of this country that's keeping us afloat. And so this bill is absolutely needed in order to respond to this crisis.
0: I think that that's one of the things that's most important is to remember that not everybody is equally at risk or equally exposed and that the communities who are unequally exposed usually have worse outcomes. And those are predominantly black and brown communities, predominantly low income communities. And that is really something that I'm happy this bill at least provides some funding for that. In terms of the lobby meetings that we all had, I mean, Jonah, you, Kayla, and I were all in them. What would you all say you really got out of it? What was the main thing you think we accomplished together?
1: I think, obviously, we got a lot of the provisions that we wanted in this bill included in it, and we got our overall goal of fighting for peoples and not corporations and not polluters. I think having all these provisions that help working families Included in this bill is very important, but I think just as important is taking up space and showing that young people belong in these conversations and deserve to have a say in these huge decisions that will impact our futures for generations. We got over $10 billion in this stimulus bill for support services for families and children, which I think is huge. There's money in here to prevent child abuse and family violence. There's grants to help with childcare and child development for children of essential workers so that their children who are normally at school have someone watching after them. And there's also a ton of money in here for colleges and for students and students with loans, especially for HBCUs and other minority-serving institutions. It's really great that this bill, though obviously, as we said, it does have some room for improvement, has done so much once it is signed into law that would be so big for so many people our age. How's it been for you, this whole experience of being in these zoom halls of power
2: there is immense power that the youth hold that climate organizers who are lobbyists hold, that politicians hold and that being in the spaces has been really powerful because jonah and i have been able to tell frontline stories because we've been able to join forces with people who have been in this movement for years and actually like create material changes to lives and so that really gives me hope that this movement could be successful and could actually change day to day lives of folks. And so specifically, like what we got out of the bill is that we'll be able to help kids who don't have Internet access. Obviously, with moving on to like all online schooling because of the pandemic, a lot of kids from different communities aren't able to do their homework because they don't have Internet. So this bill would give them a chance to be able to take part in their education in a way that actually like helps them in any way that that's possible. And among other benefits that are directly helping students and their families be able to like get food on the table, that's been really important to me for sure.
1: Kayla, I'm really glad that you brought up the house bill including money for wireless broadband for students because I think it's so important that every single student has access to the internet so that they can participate in an online school. I know that a couple episodes ago, We talked to Elsa, who's a student at Howard University, and she was making sure that her school was giving every single student the opportunity to succeed and to have their needs taken care of during a pandemic. And so, in response to that, we put together a list of guidelines that all students, parents, teachers, and administrators can use to make sure that every single student has the best possible chance to, yes, succeed in their education, but also just to thrive and do well, and make sure that they have the opportunity to succeed for years to come. If people want to check out these guidelines, they're still available on our website at nationalchildrenscampaign.org slash distance learning. So everyone can go check those out. Please share them with the students and teachers and your lives.
0: As we know, this bill has passed the House, but it still has a long road ahead to actually become law. Now we have to pivot to the Senate, and we really have to push Mitch McConnell to bring up this bill in the first place. I know Kayla, Jonah, in our meetings, and we've heard this before, it seems like right now Mitch McConnell is saying he doesn't want to move forward. He wants to take, as I've heard on the Hill, a pause on moving legislation related to coronavirus and the stimulus. And I'm sure we all feel that there is no time to pause. There is no time to wait, and that there are people, families, kids, everyone impacted right now. So, what would be our next steps in terms of actually making this bill a law and moving our action to the Senate?
1: Every single listener can pop on Twitter, hop on Instagram, hop on whatever social media platform they use, and let your senators know what exactly you want from this bill. And if you want what we want, then you want our government to be fighting for working people and working families and young people and making sure that corporations aren't getting a single cent of money that's supposed to be going to working americans and make sure that our government is fighting for the people that need the support the most which right now is workers it is families it is young people and is definitely not the ceos
0: So Kayla, I know you've told me before and you said this in our meetings that your family was personally impacted by layoffs in the fossil fuel industry. Tell us a little bit about what you mentioned in terms of your family being personally
2: impacted by layoffs. I'm from St. Croix, the United States Virgin Islands, which is a really small U.S. territory off the coast of like Florida almost. And there are really just like two major sources of income for that island. One is the oil refinery, another is tourism, and my dad was a worker of the oil refinery there. So we were reliant on paychecks from that industry for years until the oil refinery there shut down, and he was laid off with hundreds of other workers. And that's literally the reason why I live in the States now, because my family had to move in order to gain some other source of income that was enough to support a family of five. And we struggled with it. that industry was directly impacting the health of families there. It was impacting my home. It was taking up space that was damaging my culture and the place where like I want to be again when I get older. And so I want us to have a just transition for essential workers because it's necessary for them to have an income that actually supports their families. And also have a future that's livable where we can have clean air and we can have clean water. And so the stimulus bill needs not to give a fossil fuel bailout to CEOs because it was in a clear message that we want to prioritize the unsustainability of their industries that are dying right before our eyes, instead of prioritizing the health and the livelihoods of families.
1: I completely agree, Kayla. And I think that from your story, but also from the story that we heard earlier about fossil fuel companies abusing the provisions made available by the first stimulus bill, the CARES Act, I think it's been made abundantly clear that these fossil fuel companies, no matter what they say, are not using money they get from the federal government for their workers. They're using it for their corporate executives and for their shareholders and selling out the rest of us.
0: I think this bill, even if not perfect, is going to do a lot for a lot of families and a lot of kids and a lot of people just like you two who have had your school lives interrupted, whose families are kind of uncertain future. And so I'm really happy that at least we have this on the table. Unfortunately, even with it passing the House, that does not mean that it's going to be law. Our next step is to move into the Senate. Now, this has been a bit difficult. Right now, the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, has been saying that he does not want to pick up another bill at this time. He thinks that it is too soon. He thinks that there isn't enough urgency right now. And you can imagine, if this is an urgent time, I'm not really sure what is. We have over 30 million people in America who have already filed for unemployment, which just a few short months ago, if you had said that to somebody, that over 30 million Americans would suddenly be unemployed with no real future plans of, of when they can be reemployed. And that uncertainty that that brings to everyone, including the tax base, which funds schools and other public entities that we need, this bill would bring a lot of funding into states that desperately need it right now in order to keep their services open. And we definitely don't want to cut any services to people, especially in a time when people are struggling even more. So our next move is to really pressure the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to even bring up the HEROES Act, which is the new stimulus bill, into the Senate chamber, and to start working on a bill as well with the House leadership. If we don't pass this soon, more and more people in this country are going to be facing layoffs. Or they're going to be facing evictions. Or they're going to be facing losing their homes. It's not going to get better unless we do something.
1: We also do have the other things we want to push for, like a freeze on rent and mortgages and $2,000 a month payments to working families to make sure that Americans are getting the support they need from their government. And so while a $1,200 one-time payment is a good start, we need sustained income for working Americans who have been laid off. We know that this coronavirus pandemic has been so hard on so many people, and it's not showing any signs of ending anytime soon. And so we need to make sure that everyone is getting involved and raising their voices together and making sure that all Americans, regardless of legal status, are getting the support they need from the government, and making sure that our elected officials are fighting for working people and their families instead of corporations.
0: I really want to say thank you so much to Kayla Brathwaite, the Operations Director at Zero Hour. It's been a real pleasure to work with you and to lobby with you in these meetings, and really
2: thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, first, for having me on this podcast. It's been a joy being in lobbying meetings with you, Natalie. So thank you for bringing me into that space, first of all. Jonah, thank you for being like my fellow youth activists. It's been really comforting having someone else there. And props to the National Children's Campaign for giving and holding space here to talk about the stimulus bill in a way that is helpful to frontline communities. That's really great work. So thanks, y'all. Thank
0: you so much for joining us today. We do hope that our listeners can take some action by contacting their senators. You can email them, call their offices and leave a message and tweet at them. Yes, senators do check Twitter. It is one of the main ways to directly communicate clearly with your office, as well as letting other folks know that you're taking action, which can inspire them to also want to engage on this.
1: Visit the Your Workers, My Family initiative and make sure that you're helping us uplift the voices and the stories of frontline workers and their families. Visit nationalchildrenscampaign.org slash yourworkersmyfamily for more information. I'm Natalie Meebane. I'm Jonah Gottlieb. And thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Our Future Now. Join us next week. We'll see you then.